Everyone who has this hope makes himself pure. This is what St. John writes in his first letter, which was the second reading today. What is this hope to which he refers? It is that we shall be revealed to be like God, to be God's children. The fact that hope is a theological virtue entails some important conclusions. The first one is this. There's a gap between where we are now and where we're going to. Uh, So there's always this tension in the Christian life. There's the reality where we find ourselves, where things are liable to fall apart. And then there's this future hope that we have where all this will be taken care of and we can rest peacefully and joyfully with God and all the saints. So St. Paul puts a spin on this idea of hope when he writes, If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all men most to be pitied. So this life, as our Lord reminds us in the gospel today, is one of mourning and is one of thirsting for justice. But the hope of comfort for those who mourn and the satisfaction of those who thirst for righteousness directs us away from this world, out of this world, and to the next world. So in this world we have tribulations, but this doesn't mean that we need to be sullen or resigned. We should be of good cheer because Christ has overcome the world. And the proof of this is not anything that we can see with our bodily eyes. It's a matter of seeing by faith. And again, this means that the life of a Christian is always marked by this twofold aspect, that of mourning, repentance, compunction, and of good cheer and hope. We mourn because we forget that we have this hope. We forget that this hope is ours, and we fail to make ourselves pure as a result before God and his saints. And yet, we're marked by cheerfulness because we are already members of Christ's body, united with all the saints whose prayers are far far more powerful than ours. This is fitting for the saints themselves, this twofold aspect, even though it takes on a different shade. In Canto 27 of Dante's Paradiso, the pilgrim is listening to St. Peter in the eighth heaven. Dante looks around him at the heavens, the souls of the saints around him, and he says, O joy, O gladness, that words can never speak, O life, perfected by both love and peace, O richness, so assured, that knows no longing. What I saw seemed to me to be a smile the universe had smiled. But it's in this context, immediately after that, the souls all change color. They go from being this bright white light to being something red. And St. Peter says, If I change color, don't be amazed, because as I speak, you're going to see a change in all of these flames, all of these souls. Why is that? Well, Peter goes on to denounce the current crop of popes and bishops who are abusing their offices and sullying Peter's own legacy. He denounces the misuse of money, the corruption of a clergy beholden to sexual sins. Then St. Peter charges Dante, speak plainly of these abuses. Don't cover anything up. This episode can be seen as eerily relevant today. I imagine you've caught that already. But it also can be seen as archetypal. The Feast of All Saints 
began as a feast of all martyrs. And once again, St. Peter in Paradiso addresses the fact that the Christian is first of all witness to another world. And this testimony is going to involve being rejected by this world as a result. So St. Peter says of his immediate successors, to acquire this life of joyousness, Linus and Cletus, Sixtus and Pius, Urban and Calixtus, after much lamentation, shed their blood. Again, we see the concurrence of lamentation and joyousness that these two, in this mysterious way, go together. And this, again, is our hope. This is that balancing act we have in hope, that we who hold out through the present great distress, that we will find rest and joy with the saints who bore their sufferings in their time for Christ before us. In this situation, we can honestly own up to our failings. We don't have to cover them up. We don't have to pretend that we're perfect at this moment because mourning is our pathway to comfort. We can also honestly be of good cheer in the midst of all this because we are already sharing the life of the saints in the liturgy. We can't make ourselves into children of God. We can only receive this with gratitude and then wait in hope for the full revelation of this gift. The saints are proof that God's fidelity to his promises is worth trusting in. Uh, The saints are more than moral examples. They are this proof of God's fidelity, the good soil that received God's word and produced an abundant harvest from which we all can partake in hope. Embrace this hope. Make it yours. Set your eyes on all the saints in heaven and continue your pilgrimage to the kingdom of heaven, your true home.